This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Afternoon to you. Welcome, Lori and Julia Show. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. It's not only hub day, but it's this kind of day, too. So let's throw this in, shall we? Heard about a winter storm. <laughs> yeah. It's cold and dreary. Stay home, stay warm. It's cold and it's a snowy winter Detroit people. It yeah, the superintendent. Like when the snow hits, the buses can't get out of it. It's cold and it's a snowy winter morning. A little bit more. Yeah. It's a snow day. A winter cold day. Stay home and just play. It's a great family day. I think I think it was Paul Douglas or maybe it was um Dave Dahl that said this is like the fifth or sixth Wednesday in a row that we've either had snow or the polar vortex. Yeah. Wow. It's and it's unbelievable. Wednesday, it, Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, the middle of the week. I mean, not that there hasn't been snow other days because yeah. No, there has been snow other days, but it is actually it's nice out. If you did have a snow day today, it's a nice day to be at home. It is. Uh, if you had a snow day, I mean, all the okay. kids, all the kids okay. are okay. Yeah. It's that, warm. I heard ladies at the gym today. It's like they were really like these. All these snow days are hell on oh. on parents with the oh, kids. Yeah. You the are day. because it, it was just President's Day. So your kids were home, and now they're home on Wednesday. Yes, and then they had the th- three or four days, and no, mm-hmm. the mom and dad burnout is real, and it's, the road re the road. Uh, Stuff is real, although I didn't notice a lot of people driving today. That's because everyone has the day off. Yeah, all right. Well, not everyone. Not everyone. I mean, all the schools are closed, and I think that takes a lot of people off the roads. Yeah, I guess. But I I only, my commute was maybe 10 minutes more. Which well, is unusual. We have we're, we're, we're in the afternoon when it was all clean, and the, we got the SUVs, Julia. I know. I'm Those telling things like Casey is like, "Can I use your car this morning to go to the gym?" I said, "Go ahead. It automatically goes in four wheel drive when you need it." I I don't know how these people toboggan around in these little cars. I don't either. <laughs> I know. We Remember live when in you had the Prius. Oh, that my, was the toboggan. And then I had to get snow tires for the Prius. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then that was a pain. No, that was too light. Yeah. No, my um yeah. You got to have a four wheel drive at this time of the year. Yes, it's it's very nice, actually. Well, you know what? We weren't invited to. Yeah, I know. Again, the royal Again. baby shower that's, that's happening oh, right now at oh. the Mark Hotel, the penthouse suite that Serena Williams um, rented out and paid for and coordinated and organized a two hundred thousand dollars shower for Meghan Markle. Oh my God! They should call that hotel the Markle. 
stat. Yes. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. Well, so the, Vanity Fair, before you tell us who's yeah. at the shower, Vanity Fair had a breakdown of who paid for what for this trip. I looked at Kensington Palace's Twitter feed. Nothing about the Duchess of Sussex. She is taking care of everything herself by just being in New York. The press is just following her and the positive stories of our American princess. But so Vanity Fair has a breakdown of who paid it. Wasn't Prince Charles. Jessica Moroni, the stylist, paid for Meghan's private plane flight to New York. I love that. Serena Williams is picking up the tab for the hotel baby shower, and how much was that again? Well, the the rooms, $200,000. Okay. The only thing the British taxpayers are footing the bill for, this is for our British people listening, yes. um, is Megan's security. And even then, the American State Department security are part of her entourage while she's in America. So there. Oh. So there. So. And Serena is also for the people who are staying at the Mark Hotel, picking up their tab, mm-hmm. and their rooms are $75,000 a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. All right. Well, here's who's there. Am- Amal Clooney showed up, and she was wearing a pair of, um, her shoes were on sale from $731 to $531. Lovely. Um, Megan Mulroney, who you said. Jessica. Her, yep, Jessica. Her designer, another designer pal, Misha Nunu. She's the one, didn't she introduce? Make the make cute introduction? I've heard different ones because they had a guy there and they said he was the one who introduced. So who the heck knows? Um, Priyanka Chopra is known to be there. A friend from Northwestern University is there. Lindsay Roth. Um, yeah. Actors... Jana Gavatar. We don't know any of these people. Yeah, I know. We don't know any of these people. Probably a couple of her castmates from Suits, I would think, would well, be there. Well, they are. Um, yeah. Two of them. And I don't know their names. If I looked them up, I'd know exactly who they are. One was Jana Gavatar. And, and Abigail Spencer, because they were at the wedding. Her she, co-stars from okay, the wedding yeah. were there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's amazing because the British media are screeching so steadily about everything she does. Now, one of the stories I saw... Megan doesn't have any friends in the UK, so oh. she had to go to America. <laughs> I mean, oh, they were. That's a good one. They yeah. are uh, <laughs> so, and, and apparently Richard Palmer, and I think he writes for the Daily Mail, he said um, uh, the way the Duchess of Sussex is going about, because there's nothing official coming mm-hmm. from Kensington Palace, is similar to how Charles and other people used to organize things when they would go on ski trips. They just let themselves be found, and then they didn't say anything, but they're readily available, going in and out of places, yep. smiling, looking fantastic, and it's like, uh, you know, she's leaving the Royal Press Army Corps. Of behind. people behind. So I well, love that. And you got to admit, I mean, she must be lonesome for the food, for Everything. some other things and her friends. I mean, that That's would true. be, she's under such scrutiny and they've just everything about her dad, her sister, her brother. I mean, no one in the UK has ever had a baby shower and they're mm-hmm. saying Meghan Markle is gauche and, uh, you know. I don't believe that. Go and look at the British tabloids. They are screeching about every little thing she does and that that was one of the headlines. Megan has no friends. Hmm. Oh, I, have, I have a question. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know the rule about when royals get gifts, they can't keep them? Yes. That that doesn't apply here, does Not it? Not on American soil. Not on American <laughs> soil. Yeah. I, I was just wondering. I, don't, I just made that up, Donnie. I just made that up. As long as... Yeah. 
as it's long as the know. gifts like go through a third party or something, it's fine. Yeah. It's oh, no big okay. deal. Yeah, it's no big deal. And I got to call a girlfriend of mine. Her son is a waiter at the Polo Bar in New York, the Ralph Lauren Polo yes. Bar. Remember when we, oh. And she, mm-hmm. that's where she hung out last night with some friends, mm-hmm. looking uh, very smart in her maternity jeans. And she just looks fantastic. I just, I seven months pregnant, and then after this, where is she going again? She's going to Morocco for like a 48-hour visit with Harry on Saturday. Wow. So she'll probably fly back tomorrow. And um, She's just, expected, though, when she flies back after Morocco to have a shower in, yes, um, of course. in the UK, even mm-hmm. though they're not, yeah. you know. I'm sure Who Ralph Lauren was beyond thrilled that Megan oh. and her friends hung out at the polo bar. I'm telling you. That's good spawn con, even if it was unintended. Sponsored con. Yeah, you hate that word, but I, I love it. I hate that <laughs> word. I love it. Sponsored con. So, yeah, they picked up, uh, you know, most, you know, all of the stuff. But, oh, my God, there's been just, like, a lot of bat poop comments coming out of the People UK. People be nice to our Megan. Royal. They're clutching their pearls. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so mean. Yeah, I don't know. She's just a girl that fell in love with with a boy and prince of of England. Give her a break. Give her a break, people. Mm -hmm. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. That's Sunflower, everybody, from Spider-Man, Post Malone. I like that song. It's good. I do, too. Okay, Lori, do you think this is true? What? 2019 Oscars. Theories circulate that there is a secret host, and it is Whoopi Goldberg. It, that is not true. She's recovering <laughs> no. from pneumonia. They addressed it on The View. Um, I don't know. It, right. it, if they want to surprise us with Whoopi, fine. Okay. It just, they've protested so, so loudly much? on The View that she is had pneumonia. Mm-hmm. So and, she's been gone from the view. Yes, she yeah. Has. Well, she was sick and, for a long time and couldn't talk. Mm. Yeah. Right, and um, she was in like Hollywood last week for something, like maybe okay. on Friday or Saturday. But I don't, Joy Behar just said, you know, we wish it was true. That's what she said. Oh, today. she did. Okay, cute. Yeah. yeah. So the last time the Oscars were hostless was thirty years ago, nineteen eighty nine. Rain Man won the Best Picture. Oh, that was such a good movie. It's fourth Oscar of the night. But viewers first had to endure 11 minutes of Rob Lowe in Snow White. And yeah. Rob Lowe was coming off of the sex tape oh, with the at the Atlanta oh, Democratic yeah. Convention oh, yes, with the was. 16-year-old. But the club in Atlanta... You know, had they let these girls in with their fake IDs. Yep. So, you know, Rob Lowe kind of, you know, got out of that. But anyway, they did Proud Mary was the song. It mm-hmm. went on for with 11 <laughs> torturous minutes. <laughs> I never knew that that was the song that Snow White, <laughs> the Disney choice. character, would sing to with um, Rob Lowe. Yes. That's just crazy. And it was a very high pitched voice like Betty Boop on Helium. And his career survived the fr- fiasco. But the actress who played Snow White, San Diego native Eileen Bowman, then 22, she never recovered from what should have been a huge break. And she just had a, had a smattering of small TV and film roles. She said, I remember sitting in my condo watching the news and the Snow White number was all that was on the news. I had no idea 
My phone never stopped ringing. It was awful. Oh, oh poor geez. thing. And Rob, I can't even imagine. Rob Lowe recalled the moment he realized the number had gone off the rails. He said, I remember vividly looking out in the audience and seeing Barry Levinson, who was the bell of the ball, director mm-hmm. of Rayman. I could see him pop-eyed and mouthing, what the bleak. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just managed to convince myself I killed it. And then as soon as they I were... I just managed to be above it. Yeah. I've got this. And as soon as as that number was over it they they had made the set look like the coconut grove okay nightclub and merv griffin sang the cheesy i've got a lovely bunch of coconuts <laughs> in a british accent <laughs> that's hysterical old hollywood icons like vincent peel sid charise Roy Rogers and Dorothy Lamore were trotted on stage like aging show ponies, oh, and they had high-stepping dancers dressed like theater ushers. Okay, that's just hysterical. It took years for the industry to look back and laugh at the Oscar night mm-hmm. debacle. Uh, Grease producer Alan Carr was in charge of the show that okay. year. And... Um, Not only did critics hate it, but Disney promptly filed a copyright infringement suit against the Academy. Wait, who did it? Disney filed a copyright for using Snow White without their permission. And especially to sing Proud Mary, keep on turning. And then it got worse. A letter slamming the the ceremony is an embarrassment to the both the Academy and the entire motion picture industry was signed by 17 Hollywood heavyweights, including Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward, Julia Andrews, and Gregory Peck. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, when you think about that, I don't understand why they, um, well, I wonder who hosted the next year, of course, but I'm thinking it's probably Billy Crystal. But so they had that fiasco. And this year has nothing been, it has been a fiasco. Yeah, the whole entire run-up. Anything that they try new, they have to just take out anything, this, that. And this is the part of the fiasco that if I was a Hollywood person and my job is acting and I really took my craft seriously, and this is what I do, to have Serena Williams, an industry, industry outsider, introduce a Best Picture nomination would piss me off. I agree. And like Christy Brinkley introducing a movie. I mean, they're going to industry out. I can almost say that word industry outsiders, but Serena Williams stay in your own lane. I would be mad. They'll probably have like, who else would they have? But it's, why wouldn't you give up and coming actors a chance? That would be so delightful. What they're going to have these people do, Julia is Serena is going to tell everybody what the movie star is born meant to her. Ugh. Seriously. I know, that's ugh. It's just, I'm groaning. Why not have some an, someone in the industry tell us what it meant to them? You know, I grew up loving Barbara Streisand, The Star is Born. I, Why can't Barbara Streisand do it? Anybody would be more interesting than hearing from Serena Williams. I don't. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Care. I know that her daughter, though, Olympia, watches The Little Mermaid nonstop. Okay, that's fine. I do know that factoid. It it is. I mean, you know, last week... I'd be pissed if I was an an actor. Yeah, last week, remember, everybody, wasn't there a big letter that was signed oh, yeah, and sent I, for yep. the awards they were going to give off camera? Yep. People were mad about that. They reversed that. Yep. Yeah, I know. They had to reverse mm-hmm. that. I mean, they've reversed so many things. Now, I do think the set sounds amazing. It does. Tell it's, everybody it's what gonna it is. Be, um, okay, so it's going to be um, 1,600 cables with 26,000 Swarovski crystal beads and pearls. And he's trying to make it look like a crystal cloud and golden gates. And there's going to be 40,000 roses all over. That just sounds absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And the guy who's doing it, David Krenz, he's never done it before. He's really excited, you know, so... Anyway, I, 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 they always usually do make the set look amazing. Oh, yeah. All right, I have, I have a, a quiz for you, Laurie, okay? okay? I also have the uh, 1989 audio from the opening. Oh, do you? Let's play oh, it, Donnie. all right. Used to work a lot for Walt Disney. Starring in cartoons oh, no. every night and day. But you said goodbye to grumpy and sleepy. Oh, no. Left the dwarves behind, came to town to stay. Oh, no, this is so bad. No. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. And Rob had to convince himself. Can you imagine? Because we know one of the scariest things is when you're doing something outside of your comfort zone, you need smiling faces in the audience. The first couple rows that you can see. That you can see. Like at our comedy night, we had people smiling. Smiling. Everyone was was smiling. It was fantastic. But if you have... What the blank? Yeah. You would die. I know. Okay, so here's a little um, quiz for you on the dresses, Lori. What won? What hasn't won? What's the best colored that would win? And Donnie, by the way, posted the tw- the best Oscar dresses from the last 20 years. We agreed with, like, I would say 80% of them, if you want to check it out. It's oh, kind yeah. of fun to go down that memory lane. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here is, um, what do you think the luckiest color dress for someone to win best actresses. Like silver or white? Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. you said it's gold. It's gold. 43% of all best mm. actress wow. nominees who wore it go on to win. Gold. What do you think is the unluckiest color? Expect co- Lady Gaga to show up in gold. <laughs> unluckiest color for best actress. Green. You're right. Green. Gotta be green. 14 of the best actress nominees who have chosen to wear green on the red carpet have all lost except for one. What do you think the luckiest color for best supporting actresses? Red. It's yellow. Yellow. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Giorgio Mani, too. Those oh. two in combo. Okay. Um, let's see. Unluckiest color for best supporting actress. Black? Gray. Well, terrible. Gray. I just think of uh, Kate Hudson for f- Almost Famous, and she wore that gray uh, saloon girl dress yes. and unfortunate ringlets. Yeah, and she wore a weird dress last year at the Sega yeah, Awards, too. Really and then weird. the um, the luckiest color overall in all categories is yellow. Mm-hmm. And the unluckiest overall is silver. 
All right. So there you go. We're going to keep that for when the fashions come in. We'll see if it proves true. All right. Listen, when we come back, uh, we've got a show in town and we're going to find out what the falsettos is all about, people. She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. There are things you need to know. Oh, it's Love Your Pet Day. Use the hashtag to celebrate your furry friends today. And also, Ghostbusters trending because we're getting another Ghostbusters movie. This time, it's linked to to the uh, first two Ghostbusters movie. And the director, Jason Reitman, says his version of Ghostbusters will hand the movie back to the fans. Because, you know, the one they made a couple of years ago took it away from the fans. Ugh. Oh, okay. Ugh. Yeah. Eye roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, <laughs> I'm just not here for that comment. No. Uh, also trending is a Hulk Hogan biopic. And Chris Hemsworth allegedly will star Why? as Hulk Hogan himself. Donnie, wrestling. Is there really a demand for that? <laughs> Actually, yes, wrestling is still very, very popular. And also trending, the Brit Awards happening tonight in good old England. Sam Smith, Dua Lipa, Hugh Jackman are all arriving on the red carpet at the O2 Arena in London for the annual music show. Well, that's what's trending here at My Talk. And TLC will headline Twin Cities Pride in concert for this year's Twin Cities Pride Festival. Listen to Jason and Alexis and this very program, Lori and Julia, all week long for your chance to win tickets before you can buy them to see TLC on Saturday, June 22nd in Loring Park. Tickets go on sale this Friday, February 22nd at 10 a.m. for the concert. You can get them at tcpride.org. Now time for the weather with Donnie. It's brought to you by the Chan Essen Dinner Theater. The snow should be over by around 7 o'clock. And then we'll drop down to 13. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 25. But Hey guys, thanks for hanging out with us on this snowy afternoon. We are welcoming to our show Nick Adams, who plays Weezer in Falsettos, that is now um, showing at the Ordway Theater for Performing Arts Downtown St. Paul, and the show is going to be running February 19th through the 24th, so through the weekend, and Nick... Thanks for hanging out with us. Hi, uh, it's actually not Nick Adams. It's Nick Blameyer. I play Mendel, but there are two Nicks in the show, so it's a common mistake. I'll totally forgive you. Oh, okay. Oh, all Good. right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Nick. How are you enjoying your first Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard that pun before today. So, yeah, uh, I know. It's um, but I'm, I'm into it, and honestly, I'm into it. Like we, I'm really enjoying the the change of. Um, of venues across the country and getting to see, you know, these these cities in their in their true bloom. And downtown St. Paul is so pretty. pretty with all the snow. It's gorgeous. I, it's I mean, gorgeous. I'm looking out my hotel window right now, and it just is. It looks like a winter wonderland. You're ready to go make a snow angel. I just it, know it, but you got to tell us what the show Falsettos is about. Okay, so it's it's a masterwork. I got to say. I mean, I didn't write it, so I'm not bragging about myself. Um, but I am bragging about our our writers. Uh, it's James Lapine and William Finn. And they're two luminaries of the musical theater field, and the show was written in 1979, um, which makes it especially prescient. It's about 
a uh, a man who leaves his wife for another man, mm-hmm. and that man's wife goes to um, to therapy because she's sort of freaking out about losing her her husband, and uh, the therapist is played by me, and I end up marrying his ex-wife and sort of ingratiating myself into this new unconventional-looking family uh, and sort of help raise uh, their their son Jason, who's about to have a bar mitzvah. So it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty unique set of circumstances. Well, you know you're not supposed to engage in sexual activities with your clients, right? <laughs> I, I do. I do. Thankfully, I'm not a therapist in real life, <laughs> nor would anyone want me to be. But no. uh, in the show, yes, I, I he is crossing some some lines for sure. It sounds like you know I was d- doing some reading about it, and it, it it was nominated for five Tony awards, including Best Musical Revival. And yeah. it sounds like they brought back falsettos and kind of extended the life of um, the main character, Weezer, and then they combined the two shows together, and that's kind of what Falsettos is today? Yeah, so basically they wrote the first act of the show as a one-act. They wrote this first the first act of the show that we're doing here in St. Paul. It was called March of the Falsettos. That was written in 1979, and then both uh, William Finn and James Lapine went on to do uh, many other incredible things. James wrote um, Into the Woods and mm-hmm. Sunday in the Park with George, with Stephen Sondheim, and then nine years after they wrote uh, the first act, they th- said, you know, I think that these characters have more life in them, and in the interim time between writing the first one and writing the second one that eventually became the second act, the AIDS crisis had begun. And so the mm-hmm. show becomes about how these how these people deal with this new crisis that hadn't existed in the first act and now suddenly, you know, changes the way that they all view family uh, right. when it comes to the second act. It, oh. sounds, like, it sounds like a great story. Yeah. I mean, really but is. how poignant, I mean, that they wrote the first act in 1979. It's really, it's really a unique thing. Usually shows get written, you know, in all one, one sort of uh-huh. uh, clump. And, and the fact that there's this perspective on it, really, you kind of feel the writers getting better at telling the story over the course of the night. I, I feel it every night. And they're already experts, you know, from the, the first words you hear. So it's it's a really unique gift, and I think uh, I think you know both both in terms of what they've done on a macro construction, but also just you know from song to song, every song is so brilliant and funny and clever and heartwarming and and really affirming. I think to the fact that you know no one no one's really normal, and and no family construction is really all that normal. That and, is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. Love Everyone, goes in many directions. I know. <laughs> I, I love it. The modern. Family falsettos is showing right now through Sunday at the Ordway in St. Paul, and, and like um, we were talking about, that's such a beautiful setting, sitting right there. You know, the St. Paul Hotel, the great restaurant. I mean, that is just a beautiful yeah, place what, for you to be holed up. What is going to be the bar that you guys hang out? Oh, I, only, have you been I, here I since Sunday? Oh, okay, you can't tell us. Well, I will tell you that we'll be at the Ordway Theater every single night, and we'll be signing autographs out to the stage door. We've had, we have some incredible fans. And, oh, nice! And none of us really expected that when we all walked out of the stage door the first night. Um, we were just like, it's, it's cold here, and there were people there waiting for us and oh. wanted to talk about how this show has affected them. And it's really found a young 
audience, which is really, I think, uh, inspiring to to James and Bill especially, but to us as well, just that there's this real, there's really incisive, smart young people who are finding this music that's been out there for a long time, but mm-hmm. because of the Broadway revival, you know, there's really a new attention on it, and we're, we're honored to be a part of that. Oh my well, God, it's like I'm walking out of a Broadway theater having yeah. people right there. That's, that's, that's really so cool. Fun. It really is. What's your next stop, Nick, after the Twin Cities? So we head up to California for two and a half months. We'll be oh. in L.A. and San Francisco. Hey, poor thing. Yeah, horrible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll get, our, we'll get our, you know, lack of snow over there. Well, yeah. what, what a treat. Thank, Thank you, you for being on. Is it Blaymeyer? It's Blaymeyer, yeah. Blaymeyer. Um, the show is Falsettos. It sounds fantastic. Thanks, yeah. yeah. I yeah. wish I wrote it. I know. You're Irish. I know. Well, we, <laughs> we might get you to it. it. We've got till Sunday, right? Yes. You do have till Sunday. Okay. So at that word, way, thank you so much, Nick, for being with us today. Again, thank the show's you. falsettos. Take care. Take care. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That well, he, sounds so good, It does it? sound so good, and he had such a beautiful voice. I, I know someone who went last night and mm-hmm. said it, the songs were amazing. Yeah. It's a really good show. Yeah, so it's something wonderful. to do, and I love it. It's just, you know, no family... Every family has quirks, and yeah. it's it would be a great thing to show people, you know, your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've got a segue now back to Hollywood, okay? Since Nick and the troop from Falsettos is heading that way, let's turn our attention back to L.A. And last night, it was the Costume Designers Award. So okay. Donnie has posted, yep. it's a separate LoJ post of all the fashion. Now, yeah. Glenn Close got the Spotlight Award for what? Well, she has kept all of her fashion from her movies since the beginning of her career. Stop. There are 700 Jeez. pieces and they're at Indiana University. Huh. And in, a, in an interview last year, she said costumes are p- a part of putting a character together. A great costume designer is just as important to me as a director. Wow. wow. And cool. she looked badass in a bronze Max Mara suit with a loose tuxedo jacket. Yeah. And I will say, I think her costumes for the wife were perfect for right. her character. For her character, yeah. both mm-hmm. her younger self mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. who she became, the lady with the shawls. Speaking of which, that is her real life daughter. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Okay. I know that. So you know, anyway, so she got that. So that's kind of a cool thing. And you know what she said? And she was honored getting that last night. And she said um, she recalled her one and only encounter with Carl Lagerfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she people said, were talking about him yesterday, I'm sure. Mm, I'm not deep into the world of fashion, Glenn Close says, but I did meet him personally on the set of 101 Dalmatians. <sighs> and we had this incredible photo shoot. He was wonderful. I got along really well with him. And the thing that I find so impressive is that he designed himself, you know. Yes. This person with the high high collars, the dark glasses, the gloves, it was like, wow, that's really cool. It was his image. One of Was he one of his greatest collections after all? Uh, and she said, I think it was. Oh, that's cool. That I know Sarah cool? Paulson wore Chanel, probably an homage. It was sort of a quilt-like dress that she was swimming in, and she did something goofy with her hair. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it's a very, like, um, just, I'm sure they said, with this quilted big dress, you need this sort of goofy, tight hairdo. I mean, really. Yeah, so but you these are posted because, it. and then the other one, what was the one that's the, the satin shower curtain with a lace doily with just a sheer shawl? I, you know it's what? so bad. I, I don't know who that was, but yes, it was a shower curtain with a smock turned backwards 
see through. Mm-hmm. It was kind of so interesting. Um, Not interesting, Lori. Well, you, you know, never walk well, out in that. In I know. A bad way. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians won, which I'm glad for contemporary movie because the costuming. I watched a little bit of that on the plane. Again, and that oh, just I, was I, so vivid. The clothes were so amazing. Too. I loved it. So that one, um, the favorite one for a period film. Sure. Um, sci-fi, excellence in sci-fi, went to Black Panther. Which was great. Those and costumes were great. Were great. Yeah. And then excellence in contemporary television went for the to the assassination of Johnny Versace, American Crime Story. Mm-hmm. So that was... That was about fashion. Yeah, yeah, it really was. That was so good. The excellence in period television. I'm surprised Miss Maisel didn't win. They did. They did oh, win. That's what won. The yeah. Marvelous oh. Mrs. Maisel. They call it period television. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Donna Z- Zakowska won for that. And then Westworld won for sci-fi fantasy TV. They call them excellence in okay. all the awards. All right. So, so that happened. The and- African-American woman with the shower curtain. Yes. I, I know why you don't know her. Her name is uh, Sinequa Martin-Green. She is on CBS's all-access Star Trek series. Oh, oh all right, that's okay. We that's well, maybe that is a Star Trekky outfit. Well, Marissa Tomei and Judith Light were in green. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, we Donnie does because he's got a crush on Judith Light, as do we, yeah. uh, going all the way back to Karen Wolzak on One Life to Live. Absolutely. Uh, they're both wearing green, but um, Marissa Tomei looks amazing, and it is a wonderfully Lori. 80s dress. I'm sorry, but she looks amazing. Those sleeves. Remember, do you guys remember the puffy sleeves that yeah. were puffy it's to the a elbow? Mutton, a mutton top sleeve. All the bridal gowns had them in the 80s. I give oh. you Princess Diana. She oh. just looks good the whole well, she's thing. she's so gorgeous. Very, yeah. very beautiful. She looks amazing. Judith Light. Halle Berry actually wore kind of a wild-looking um, gold thing. Anyway, it's kind of fun to look at those mm-hmm. uh, costume design. And I like knowing that about Glenn Close. I do, too. Yeah. All right. Listen, we come back. What is going to happen with the cat who I've heard the cat called Choupette? Choupé? Choupat? Choupette. <laughs> Choupette. Okay. We'll be right back. Loving you was cool and high and sweet. Loving you was sunshine, safe and sound, a steady place to let down my. Absolutely. And you, absolutely. Okay, so. Shoepet, Danny? We've been saying it correctly? I checked it. It's mm-hmm. shoe, not chew. Shoepet. Shoepet. We've been pronouncing it right. All yes. right, good. Well, Shoepet wants to is let everyone know. Cat, cat, excuse me, is coping with the loss the best way she can. One paw forward. You know, she's worth on her own 
because of her modeling contracts, Mm -hmm. she's worth some money. Let's listen to a little story from GMA. With those breathtaking turquoise eyes and that brilliant silky white mane, Karl Lagerfeld's Chopette was the world's most famous feline fashionista. A regular on private planes, magazine covers, and commercials. Complete with her very own line of handbags, Chopat quickly became a social media sensation with over 160,000 followers on Instagram. But this morning, the fashion world wonders what will become of Chopat without the legendary designer. She has her own fortune. She's like a chic lady, like a kept woman with, with her personal maid. She's never alone. Fear not. Chopat reportedly already has her own bank account worth $3 million, thanks to several modeling gigs. <laughs> and Lagerfeld leaves behind a fortune of approximately $150 million. And with no next of kin, it's fair to assume Chopat's next few lives will be just as glamorous. Lagerfeld told the reporter la- uh, that Chappette is in fact going to inherit a portion of his massive fortune and she'll need it if she wants to continue her lifestyle. Lagerfeld admitting Chappette had her own maid and ate pate out of fine French china. Still not clear on who will look after Chappette now that her beloved owner is gone. I'm guessing a lot of people will volunteer. <laughs> she, Chappette has already had assistants devoted to her comfort and everything. I mean... And I guess Chupette came into Carl's life seven years ago when a model, his muse, Baptiste uh, Gibaconi. Sure. Okay, the model. I, I uh-huh. said, please sure, watch I know this. her very well. It's a him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well. He, he, yeah. he um, looked feminine that day. Anyway, uh-huh. he said, will you watch my kitten, my three-month-old kitten? Right. I, I'm, I've got to go do like two months worth of shows. And he didn't like cats before this. No, so mm. when Carl... When Baptiste came back to get him, he said, Choupette no longer belongs to you. She's my love. And um, I think, yeah, the love for the cat surprised yep. him. And he treated her like a princess. She had champagne baths. I love it. I and love there's it. a woman named Ashley Tudin who runs Choupette's social media. She has a big Insta following. She's great. You know, I was I, we were on the air when That's this... sweet. You I know? think so, too. We were on the air when this happened, when Leona Hemsley... Um, the New York City uh, wife, the, hotel, the, the hotel, hotel year, nightmare, who yeah. died in 2007, and she left $12 million to her Maltese oh, right. trouble. Yeah, right. And trouble, the white Maltese, received so many death threats that Helmsley's trustees, trustees had to hire security personnel to protect the dog. Um, and if you remember correctly, two of her grandchildren were left entirely out of the will at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey, while she's still alive, she has set aside $30 million for her five dogs. $30 million? $30 million. She has five dogs. Luke, Layla, Sadie, Sonny, and Lauren. Okay. And listen, you have to... These animals take a lot to take care of, and oh, she's Julie, got it. Thirty million? You don't need thirty million dollars. <laughs> that that would take care of like a hundred orphanages. Alexander McQueen left eighty-two thousand to his three well, most, dogs. Most of Carl Lagerfeld supposedly his fortune, his hundred and fifty to two hundred million, is that the um, his male model muse Brad Kronig mm-hmm. and Brad's son Hudson, who's Carl Lagerfeld's godson are going to get a big chunk of change. And then whether or not there's things he's giving to favorite models or, you know, Anna Wintour is getting a gift, I have no idea. But we've got a little bit more from GMA on the legacy of Carl Lagerfeld. All right, here's the first one. 
His signature style unmistakable. Those fingerless gloves, that silver ponytail, the oversized sunglasses. Seeing him from afar, he absolutely had this larger-than-life persona. Um, it was a daunting uh, physical appearance. I mean, he looked like some sort of strange combination of sort of Edwardian rock star designer from your imagination. An iconic look showcasing Karl Lagerfeld's larger-than-life personality. Clothes have to be clothes uh, of today with background of tradition, but with proportions of something new. German-born Lagerfeld, who got his start in Paris in the 1950s, made his name after landing at Chanel in 1983, carrying on the legacy of Coco Chanel, while bringing an edge to those classic tweed jackets, little black dresses, quilted bags, and costume jewelry. He didn't invent anything. He reconstituted it for a very large group of people. Um, the only version of Chanel that they really know is Karl Lagerfeld's version. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. And that was Robin Givens, who d- covers fashion for the Washington Post, right. talking with um, GMA. Let's play the next one, Donnie. Even finding inspiration in everyday objects like milk cartons, hula hoops, and grocery baskets for some of his most coveted and quirky designs. He always was able to incorporate whatever was going on in the world around him so that he produced collections that were distinctively Chanel, but always felt like they were connected to the contemporary times. News of the designer's death sparked an outpouring of tributes on Instagram. Fellow designer Mark Jacobs calling him an inspiration. Diane von Furstenberg saying he was a perceptive witness of our times. Those alongside heartfelt sentiments from models and muses like Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, and Kim Kardashian, who labels him a true legend. Vogue's longtime editor-in-chief Anna Wintour saying of her friend, Carl was brilliant, he was wicked, he was funny. He was generous beyond measure, and he was deeply kind. I will miss him so very much. And Shearer said the same thing. She posted a photo of her with Carl Lagerfeld. Mm-hmm. She didn't say the year, but he had a USA rhinestone flag. He loved sure. big belt buckles. Yep. And she said, Carl was so wicked. Oh, I mean, ima- I imagine how he is in interviews. Yeah. Imagine what he was like in private. Oh, yeah. And they showed a great picture of him. He did all the sketching mounds of paper mm-hmm. and the cat just laying on and he always sketched in these white sort of they look like night shirts mm-hmm. like old-fashioned yeah. night shirts and mm-hmm. he i think when we did his um a day in the life of carl with bazaar magazine harper's did it a few years ago the one where he said he takes like three baths a, bath, a day a lot of baths but he goes through like six of these he loves all white mm-hmm. his whole house is all white mm-hmm. of course the cat was white yeah. and um, but he loved these smocks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, I call them house coats. Yeah. Well, they it slipped over the head because the house coat usually, you know, like will button or tie, you know, or zip. My grandma always had the zip. I know. Ones. I just called my because I would wear Bill's big shirts. Yeah, those oh, are. Big. I just called it my modern day house coat. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. But I want to see, Lori, I feel like you need to go back and visit a day in the life of Carl Lagerfeld. If we can find it. If we can find it. Yeah, we'll find so it. so funny. All right. All and right. is Brad Kronig? Boy. He's a babe. Oh, the guy that's in, getting all the do-re-mi. He's mm-hmm. a muse. I, I, what a, a good muse. Mm-hmm. What a good muse. What a good job if you can get it. I'd like to be a muse. People Call. try and get that job. All right. We'll be back.